0: All right, Alexander, let's talk about the the meeting between Putin and Xi Jinping and the the alliance, but we can't call it an alliance, between Russia and China, even though it is, in my opinion, an alliance. But uh, no one has really uh, talked about India's place in all of this and India's reaction to this growing partnership, what's it called, growing partnership between China and Russia. What uh, what does India say to yeah, all of this? Yeah, it has
1: been very, very interesting, and we've now had two senior Indian diplomats um, giving their uh, comments about the Sino-Russian, the Chinese-Russian summit in Moscow. One is Ms. Badrakuma, who you know writes for Indian. He writes his blog, Indian Punchline. He's an interesting and very, very well-informed commentator. The other is a a gentleman, a much more senior diplomat, or former diplomat, who was the Foreign Secretary of India in the early 2000s. Now, I referred to him in my own programme as India's Foreign Minister. He was never apparently Foreign Minister. He was a career diplomat who rose to the highest position within the Indian Foreign service and India's foreign Services uh, as you should know, you come from a diplomatic family of a very, very high caliber indeed, and the foreign secretary, the highest diplomat within that foreign service, is a very influential person in shaping Indian foreign policy, and this individual who's given this this written this long article. Um, here's somebody whose weight words i I am sure still carry a huge amount of weight today. Now, the interesting thing is these two articles, both of which I've discussed on my channel, they're essentially saying the same thing. they're saying India may have problems with China, but we don't need to be stressed. we don't need to stress or change our policy because our friend Russia is getting so close to China because this isn't really about us. The, the Russians aren't going to side with China against us. The Russians will remain are remaining our friends. This relationship between the Chinese and the Russians is purely about the US, so we don't need to be worried about it. Now, the more interesting of those two articles came from this Foreign Secretary, because he made, I thought, some astonishing points. India currently chairs the G20. The Indians are being told by the US, by Blinken, that when there is the G20 summit in New Delhi, in Delhi in September, the United States is going to insist that all of the documents that a pub issued from this G20 summit, condemn Russia. And the Indians are saying, well, look, that's impossible. Russia is itself a member of the G20. They will refuse to sign off on any statement or communique that condemns themselves. It's clear that the Chinese aren't going to sign any such documents either. So what you are doing is you're guaranteeing that there will be no final communiques or statements issuing out of the G20 summit. And if you do that, then the summit will basically fail and we, as the chair, will be humiliated. And besides, we don't want to go down this road of condemning the Russians in the way that you do because we have a good relationship with them. And what they're finding is that the u.s blinken to be precise because he's the person who's speaking to the indians he is immovable (laughs) he insists he's continuing to say this is what the u.s insists upon we don't care whether there's final statements or communiques or not we're not prepared to sign off on anything that doesn't fully reflect our views and by the way if the summit meeting in Delhi ends without a, a final communique or a statement. Well, as far as we're concerned, that really doesn't matter. We still think that the G20 can survive and that all sorts of useful things can still be talked about and discussed at this meeting, even if there is no final statement or communique. Well, the Indians apparently are horrified by this attitude. And this Article by this Indian Foreign Secretary. He made the point. Essentially, the point he's making is you have two countries, India and Russia. They're very close friends. They've been friends for a very long time, ever since India gained independence from Britain in the 1940s. It's a relationship which is treasured and valued highly by both of these countries. Now, over the last... Couple of years, last 10 years or so, Russia has tilted increasingly towards China, India has to some extent tilted towards the US. The reason is that India has a difficult relationship with China, problems with China, Russia has only possibly awful relationship with the United States. So they've each tilted. Towards the adverse, you know, the adversaries of, you know, the uh, uh, of their adversaries, if you like. Now, the difference is the Chinese are not asking the Russians to side with them against India. So the result is that the relationship between Russia and China is frictionless. The Russians can preserve their friendship with India. The U.S., by contrast, is putting pressure on India to side with the U.S. against Russia. So the result of that is that the relationship between India and the U.S. is becoming more difficult and that there are frictions starting to grow. What you see, again is US foreign policy, Blinken's conduct of US foreign policy, is creating problems. It is
0: slowly pushing India away. Yeah. One side is foreign policy run by adults and professionals, and the other side is foreign policy run by children and amateurs. And Blinken is is an amateur. He he really is an amateur. they, they they need they help, need... Uh, Alexander. The the, the the U.S. State Department, people like Blinken, the Biden White House, I mean, they really need an intervention. This has become a, a sickness, this obsession with, with Ukraine. It, it, it seeps into every single thing they do, every decision they make now, foreign, domestic, yes. hinges on, on, on Ukraine. Yes. I mean, you can't run a country no. like this. You can't run a foreign policy this like is this.
1: Absolutely, this is
0: absolutely... It's destroying well, the United States. this is States. absolutely
1: true. I mean, look, just, just take your mind back and look at what they did with Turkey. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, I was coming out saying, you know, all this talk about, you know, Turkey distancing itself from the US. It's not going to happen. Same with Saudi Arabia. 10 years ago, who would have thought that Saudi Arabia would a line away from the U.S. The Saudis, by the way, have just published a vicious video. I mean, it really is. It, I mean, it's very funny, actually, but it, it ridiculing Biden. That's the Saudis. <laughs> That's America's Middle East friend. And the trouble is that the, Ameri- the U.S., especially this administration, more this administration than any other that I can think of, just doesn't understand. You can't just push people around all the time. You've got to listen to them. So when the Indians say, look, we have, we place great value on this summit meeting. This is a, this G20 is important for us. No, we're not going to arrest Putin if he comes to Delhi. We're not even part of the Rome Statute. Don't ask us to do that. Don't ask us to condemn our Russian friends. We don't agree with you. He won't listen. He insists that they do all of those things. And the Indians are therefore faced with a collapse of their summit. And who are they going to be angry with? They're going to be angry with the US. And it's going to push India away. You can already see that. The Indians are buying oil from the Russians. They're doing deals with the Russians. Before long, they're going to start to say, you know, this relationship with the US, it just isn't worth it and perhaps just possibly the right thing for us to do is to start to find, look for ways. It's going to be very difficult. There's lots of accumulated problems. But let's look for a way to sort out our relations with the Chinese. After all, we're members of the BRICS. We're joining the SCO, the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. Let's try and find a way to get back to the relationship with the Chinese, which we had in the 50s, when India and China were very close friends. So, you know, that's where this is heading if this continues in this way. And I, I read, a, there was a very interesting article that I read which um, referenced an interview that Hillary Clinton gave way back in 2021, in which she said that. When she was in the State Department, everybody was saying there's no possibility of a real Russian-Chinese alignment because the Russians are so worried about their eastern borders, about you know the Chinese uh, uh, colossus, you know, um, to their to their southeast, that you know they'll always, in the end, come to terms with the U.S. And well, we see how that ha- how that worked out. So if People in Washington think that ultimately India is so worried about China that it will always ally itself with the United States. Well, history, experience says otherwise. You can't make those kind of assumptions, nor should you, in diplomacy, if your diplomacy is professionally run which that of the U.S. is not.
0: Yeah. Well, they said the same thing about uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran, yeah, didn't they? Exactly. And, and now I'll look, look what's, 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 uh, yeah. what's happening. Saudi Arabia was trying to regime change yeah. Assad, and now they're reopening their consulate. Exactly. Same is going to happen with Turkey and, uh, and Syria. And and i'm and I'm watching speech after speech from many uh leaders in the global south I think yesterday the uh the leader of kenya said we're we're we need to find ways to ditch yes. the dollar i'm kenya. seeing I'm seeing um cnn reporters like Farid zahadia who did a a whole segment talking about how the u s dollar is is yes. is collapsing uh, on on the yes. world stage and people people are dropping in and he's like if this happens, we're yes we're done yes we're done. This is Fareed yes. Zakaria. This is no friend of of you know say Putin, mm. Trump, Xi Jinping side. of things. this guy's a Biden White House yes. loyalist, yes. and 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 he's saying yes. this, you know, the writing's on the wall. But the State Department, the Biden White House can't. No. They refuse Definitely. to see it. They refuse to see it because everything that they do is about Ukraine. Everything. They eat, sleep, drink, walk, talk, run Ukraine. I mean, it's it's on their mind 24-7 and Putin is on their mind yes. 24-7. Well,
1: as we've discussed many times, obsessions are always dangerous things and they always lead to bad counsels and bad decisions. And I'm afraid it's not just the US. Once upon a time, long ago, Well, not so long ago. I mean, I can can remember the time when the US's European allies, you know, would work to try and calm the situation. I remember, you know, Helmut Schmidt and Chirac and Mitterrand and uh, uh, Giscard d'Estaing. I remember, you know, during the time of, you know, the Afghan crisis in 79, the Polish crisis in... 81 i think it was real, real leaders, leaders you know they'd come along and say look, look look you know let's calm down a little you know because american some americans let's be frank can get overexcited sometimes but you know they're real leaders would come along but come say, calm down you know take a step back it's not quite as bad as you think we still got to keep talking to these people even if we don't like them uh, and unfortunately all of those leaders have gone we have the ursulas we have the michels we have the borels we have the harbecks the bear all of them and i mean they're they they are instead of providing good counsel margaret thatcher did the same as i said i can remember you know you always think of her as a arch hawk but she was in the 80s she was often a force of restraint What they do instead is they're egging America on all the time. They're, in fact, amplifying the voices in the US that call continuously for confrontation, undercutting the many real voices in the US which say, look, we need to take a step back. We need to start doing diplomacy again. We need to talk more respectfully to the Indians, understand that they have a point of view, understand that they have a right to have a point of view, and look at what our real strengths are and what our limits are, understand that the dollar really does matter, the reserve currency status of the dollar does matter, and that ultimately... Putting everything in jeopardy because we got this fixation with one man, Putin, and one country, Russia, is not good politics. It's not good diplomacy. It's leading us not so much down a blind alley, but straight over the cliff.
0: Yeah, just a final note. Uh, I, I don't know if you agree, but you know, I think a lot of this obsession with with Putin and and Ukraine is. It's personal for a lot of people in power in the collective West. And this is a huge problem. I was I was uh, reading some of the, the tweets that the Estonian Prime Minister Kayas Kalas put out the other day. And, you know, she's connecting the, the, the conflict with Ukraine and, and going after Russia, the sanctions on Russia. She's connecting it to her family yes. history. And I'm thinking to myself... This is a very dangerous path for a leader to to go down when when you make this so personal, especially a tiny country like Estonia and a massive country like uh, like Russia. And you know, you go, you look past Kaja and then you look at Ursula von der Leyen, and you look at um, Newland and uh, Christia Freeland, and even yes. Biden. Even Biden, there is there's something about Biden and the Biden family that makes their hatred of Russia yes. personal. Yes. There, there is yes. a personal aspect to the Biden family and Russia, which is, which is really consuming them. So a lot of this is very personal to them, and, and they're destroying yeah. their countries and their societies because of this personal family history vendetta thing that they've got tied up in their... In their, in their I, I, I
1: entirely agree. And can I just say, when you're thinking like that, when you have that kind of outlook then um, you ought to step aside. You're not able to exercise statesmanship if, you, if you're so personally engaged in some issue. You have to, you have to be able to park those things. I, I mean, German leaders of Once Upon a Time, Helmut Schmidt, I remember well, you know, he was Chancellor of Germany at the end of the 70s and the early 80s. He had been a Luftwaffe officer during the Second World War. And, of course, Germany and the Soviet Union had been enemies at that time. But whatever his personal feelings, about which I know little, by the way, little to the point of nothing, he didn't let that cause him to develop some kind of visceral hatred. Of the Russians, some desire to avenge some, you know, bad result, and the same must. It's the same is true of any good leader. You've got to put the past, let the past be the past. Look at the situation in the present, and do what is right and best. To preserve peace, and for your country and for your people today. Now, can I just say, in Biden's case, there's this story that's floating around that um, Biden and Putin had this big row in 2011. That Biden was sent by Obama to tell, to Moscow to tell Putin not to stand for the Russian presidency, but Obama wanted it to be. Medvedev again, and Putin basically told Biden to get lost. Decisions in Russia are made in Russia, not in Washington, and Biden took umbrage. I think there is a lot of truth to that, but I think the fundamental reason, and I can be utterly straightforward about this, is that I think that, um, <laughs> well, let's say that members of his family didn't get the business deals in Russia that they might have wanted. I think that's really what it's all about at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's in character with the Biden uh, family. Yeah, definitely. For them, it was, it, for the Biden family, it is about power, but it always seemed like it was just more about making a quick buck. Where I think like the Clinton family was about making a lot of money, but it was also about obtaining absolutely. a lot of power. Or the Obama family as well. For, for for the Biden family, it seems like yeah, they, they want the power, they like the power. But you know, if you can just just make a quick buck here and there, yeah. that's that's just yeah, much better. They're, they're a much lower level outfit than, than the Clintons and the and the Obamas. Or the Bushes. I mean,
1: that's that's that, my that, impression that, of that's, Biden. That, that that that's <laughs> my impression also. No notice interestingly, as I said, he lots of talk about the Bidens and Ukraine, lots of talk about the Bidens and China. Nothing about the Bidens and Russia. And that is interesting. And it does beg a lot of questions. And it does make me wonder whether they, because I can't imagine they didn't take some interest in that country, whether they they did and they were told to stay out. And this has been one of the reasons why we have this um, anger, um, which has continued ever since.
0: Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, just a final thought. You know that uh, the Biden family—they get really upset when when Bill Clinton is making five hundred thousand to speak for for Alpha Bank in Russia, and they're probably saying, "Well, where's our half a mil?" Exactly. You know, exactly. I can. We, we can send Hunter to to speak at at a banking function yeah. too. You know, give yeah. him half a million, yes.
1: and yeah, they're not, not getting it. That, that's anyway. Look, I mean, this is. I mean, I don't know this, but. It seems consistent with everything else, let me put it like this.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll we'll leave it there. The Durad.locals.com. We are on uh, Rumble, Rockfin, Odyssey Pitchute, Shoot and Telegram and go to Durad Shop ten percent off. Use the code good day. Take care.